Father God, we praise you and thank you because you loved us from the moment that you decided to create us. And that love came with a holy and divine plan for each of our lives and for the ministry of this church and for the eternal plan of salvation to be fulfilled in your time and by your will. And as we gather here, Lord, we recognize your love and we want to love you and want to give back to you. We want to support the ministry that is a ministry of love, the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Because it is, your word is the greatest love letter that's ever been written. So Lord, as you woo us in closer to thee, because of love, may we love upon each other and our relationships would grow because of that love. And our giving and our generosity would support your ministry, Lord, now and forever. This I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. And Angie will come and share a short passage today, Romans 15, 1 through 7. And I know we're running out of time, but if you just would give me 10 minutes here, and uh, we'll, we can get on our way for today. But would you share, Angie? Okay. Romans 15, 1 through 7. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus has so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Amen. Thank you. Well, today we'll wrap up our focus on fathers, on men, and what it means to be men of the church, and to be what it means to be godly men, but what it really means for all of us to be the church and to be one with the Lord. There are words that you may not have heard recently, but there are words like virtue and character and honor. Old-fashioned words, right? Words that our young people may not hear very often. But they are important and they are needed. And we cannot be where we need to be if we're on that fence. If we're on that fence, what have we talked about over the last few weeks, that when we're on our, that fence, we're looking down. But when we get off that fence and we get on the side with Jesus Christ and we're standing on that rock-solid foundation of our Lord and Savior, our view does change. Our view changes. We're not only standing with other believers and other men of God and other church members who have this saving grace through Jesus Christ, that we all together begin elbow to elbow, hand in hand, doing the Lord's work, being part of that eternal plan of salvation, recognizing that we each have our own gifts and talents and strengths and that we are all needed.
But it is not a new challenge for the world today. It's always been a challenge. Virtue, character, and honor. Even way back in the day when C.S. Lewis was writing and he addressed this issue and he called out men and he, he called it men without chest. Men without chest is what he called it. And I quote, We make men without chest and expect of them virtue and enterprise. We laugh at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst. We castrate and bed the geldings to go and be fruitful. End quote. We live in a rough world, don't we? But the world's always picturing this perfection. We have photos and pictures today that are photoshopped to the 100th degree. Men with perfect bodies, the perfect muscles, bulging all at the perfect places. And even nowadays there's that tight-fitting underwear that no longer has to fly. No longer the opening for men of today. I'm sure if the day will be coming where it will be politically incorrect for a man's restroom to have urinals. And they're going to be removed because men will have to pull their underwear all the way down to take care of business. For heaven's sakes, men, what has the Apostle Paul been telling us? He's been telling us many things throughout the whole book of Romans this past month. Not only get off the fence, not only stand with the Lord, not only be a man of God, but what did it say in verse 1? It said, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not please ourselves. Meaning, there's going to be some sacrifice when you get off that fence. There's going to be a sacrifice when you stand with Jesus. You might not even know what that sacrifice is at the moment, but there will come a day you're going to have to sacrifice something of this world and even of your own self to come alongside Jesus and Jesus' followers and believers. But that's not what the world tells us, is it? The world says, please yourself, run over the weak, put them behind you. But not Paul. He realizes that as men, we're not all equal. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. And all the more reason why we need to stand with the Lord and stand together. Verse 2 even goes on. It says, each of us should please our neighbors for their good and to build them up. Again, another sacrifice, church, to please and take care of your neighbor. Build up your neighbor. That was the theme all week. The main theme, Bible verse for, for Vacation Bible School. Build each, each other up. And church, if we can't build each other up right here and right now, there's no reason or rhyme why the world's going to come in and experience anything in this building as far as church, ministry, or the gospel if they can't see us building each other up. Again, building each other up. We've, you've seen it last week. We talked about the home improvement, Tim the tool man. When he needed advice, when he was struggling, when he needed encouragement, when he needed the more support of someone, what did he do? He went out to the fence. 
Mr. Wilson was always at the fence when Tim needed him. He was always there with advice and support and words of caution. Even if Tim came with his own idea, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go in and tell my wife that, or I'm going to make the kids do this. Mr. Wilson was always there as a voice of reason. Even in the most difficult situations, Mr. Wilson always had a kind word and words of common sense. And that sounds like what Paul is trying to get us to as the church, that our hope for Christ and to be Christ's followers, to be the men that Christ wants us to be, the men we need to be for our wives, the men we need to be for our children, the men we need to be for the church, and of course, the men we need to be for Jesus. Paul takes it to the next level in verse 3 where he says, For even Christ did not please himself. The men of all men, the Son of God, Jesus, for even Christ did not please himself, but as it was written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. We stand with Jesus. We're going to feel it, but he's going to take the punches. We're going to hear the insults, but he's going to absorb them. He's, he's going to be there. If we're willing to stand with him, he's going to stand with us. He's already standing there, but it's up to us to stand with him. And he knows it's going to be painful. He knows we're going to make some sacrifices. It is a challenge. Jesus is the model. The model for all believers for us men, for the women, for boys and for girls. He is the model for all of us. He turns away from self-gratification. He is God's Son. He is holy. He is perfect. He is our Savior. He was not going to allow the things of this world, the desires of the human flesh, the thoughts of the human mind, or the human longing of the human body cause him to sin as it says in verse 4 for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide we might have hope we have hope because the scripture lays it all out for us even in verse 5 may God who gives God who gives us the endurance and the encouragement gives the same attitude of mind toward each other that is in Christ Jesus. Only God can orchestrate all these things. I've been asked, did, did you come across something that, that laid out this, these, this sermon series about men and all these things and scripture passages? I was like, only the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Just as we mentioned earlier in the month about the baptism. Somebody calls and wants to talk about baptism. I want to say, let's get together, let's talk about it. And let's get her done. Somebody calls the church and says that their loved one is, will be passing away soon. Can you come? Can you bring communion? Absolutely. Let's get together. Time is the essence, church. And men, longer we're on the fence, the longer we're away from Jesus. 
The longer we're on the fence, the less we're going to get done for Jesus and the kingdom of God. We should realize the importance of that change of view. Not just a change of physical view, spiritual view, and a physical location. Off the fence with Jesus. And verse 6 continues that new view. So that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Telling us we glorify God the Father. In one voice, one mind, one body, one faith, one baptism. Can you believe that? If you and we as a church would just stand with the Lord and stand on His Word, stand upon His teachings, we glorify the God who are in heaven. That's exciting, isn't it? Isn't that where you want to be, standing there, glorifying the God of the heavens and our Creator? It's exciting to me. And as I hope as more and more people stand with the Lord, they too would get more excited. Others would get excited. This place that was full on Friday night with the closing program from a fellowship hall overflowing to the sanctuary that was full. Could you imagine? We have our church, all of you, and if we would have all of them as one, we would have to have multiple worship services on any given weekend because we couldn't fit them all in the building. The potential is there. Why? Because it is of the Lord. Why? Because it is Christ getting us where He wants us to be so that we can be together with Him. You remember, less fear, more dreams? I got a little video here. Mike's going to pull up a video. And, and if you, you need uh, to get to where you're not where you have no fear and you can no longer allow to say, I can't, you turn to John Wayne. Let's see. Check this video out. I can't swim. You can't what? I can't swim. How old are you? Six. Everybody should swim. Just reach out in front of you and grab a handful of water. Pull it back towards you. Not too fast. The way I learned. I did it, Emerato. I did it. Good. Well, how will he get back? Swim. Well, he must drown. Well, then you go get it. Well, I can't swim either. Run. Now, Paul, he had a life-changing moment. God did not pick him up and throw him into a swimming hole. But God put him on his knees, blinded him for a bit, got his attention. And when God restored his sight, Paul went to work for the Lord. Do men 
Do we need the Lord to throw us off the fence? Church, in our need going forward for leadership and for committees and for work to be done, I want you to remember this video. We're no longer saying, I can't around here. We're saying, all right, let's do it. Let's pray. Father God, as the men and women and of your church, it is important that we are proclaiming the gospel. It is important that our lives, 24-7, weekdays or weekends, whatever the activities, they better be reflecting Christ. And Lord, when it comes to serving you and to serving your church, to say, I can't, or to say that scares me, is no longer going to be an option. So Lord, we're going to turn to you and we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us forward in the work that is yet to be done, saying, yes, Lord, I will. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. For our closing hymn today,